Hello, sweet love, and welcome to The Missing Ingredient with Gwen. I'm your host, Gwen. I'm a certified functional medicine, health, and life coach, and this is a podcast for anyone that wants to feel better, wants to figure out how to feel amazing, and let's just get into it today. I want to talk about ways that we can complete our stress cycle, and I'm going to give you a few actual like tangibles closer to the end of the episode. So feel free to jump ahead if you want. But I wanted to start off with kind of just discussing stress a little bit. So stress starts in our brain and mind, but ends with a physical response that happens in our actual body. And if it's activated too often, it has a very real impact on our health emotionally, mentally, and physically. Now, it's important to understand the nuances of stress. So there's stressors, which are the things that trigger the stress response in our body and are things that can be experienced in real life by things you hear, see, taste, touch, smell, whatever. But they can also be things that you imagine They can be external things like work and money and health and family drama, or they can be internal things like perpetually thinking negative thoughts about yourself or your body or your history or your future. Then there's stress itself, which is what's triggered in our body when stressors occur. Okay, are you with me? This is an evolutionary response that has helped us survive life-threatening situations. It is not a negative thing. Stress is not inherently the devil. However, we are living in a time when we are dealing with an unprecedented amount of stress that is unsustainable for our human vessel. So let's talk about this kind of stress response so that we all know what I'm talking about here. When our brain, which is constantly on surveillance, notices anything that might be of concern, will trigger the release of adrenaline, which fuels that fight or flight response, which feels like your heart beats faster, your breathing changes, and you become hyper vigilant to danger, right? You're just like in scanning, heightened response. You are being optimized to survive a lion attack. Insulin production ramps up to deal with the extra blood sugar. Your muscles tense, your sensitivity to pain diminishes, your attention is alert and focused on short-term thinking. It's so important to understand that because if you are chronically stressed out, it's very hard to critically think about your current circumstance. Your immune system shifts from its kind of like day-to-day function to survival mode. Your brain, listen, that's huge because if you're in chronic state of stress, your immune system is not even really paying attention to the day-to-day function, right? And this can result in often getting sick and whatnot. Your brain shifts from that strategic analytical thinking, your digestion and reproductive systems slow right? So important to understand that. Your entire body and mind change in response to your stress response being activated. 
The challenge is this response can get stuck on, which has incredible health ramifications, right? It disrupts our sleep, our digestion, our microbiome, our blood sugar, increases food cravings, and kind of leads everything towards being inflamed. If you think about humans as an animal, which many of us forget we are, but humans are still just animals. And when you watch a documentary on animals in the wild, you see them go through this same stress response. They catch a smell on the breeze, their head goes up, high alert has been activated. They perceive the the threat to be real and they run like crazy until the threat passes or they demise. Then they shake it off and go back to their business, right? Now, in modern day life, as mentioned, we forget that we humans are just animals and we need to go through our sort of animalistic ritual of using our muscles and then shaking stress off. We're missing an essential ingredient in our stress response. And that, my sweet love, is the completion of the stress cycle. This doesn't happen just because we tell ourselves to calm down, right? Nobody has actually calmed down when being told to calm down. It takes effort. Now, in real life, we can't just run off when someone is a jerk in the world or when we have 387 things to get done before we can relax at the end of our night. And so we're confronted with an endless stream of stress. And because we live in a world where we are inundated with stressful situations and information constantly, remember, our body cannot tell the difference between perceived stress and in real life stress, right? So even the news and the social media and all of the things can trigger our stress response. And it's also not normal that we would go running off every time we realize we're experiencing too much stress. And many of us have been raised to be that sort of good girl. So the idea of even standing up for ourselves doesn't feel like an option. And also, it is legit, sometimes not safe to process our stress in the moment. So it is a heck of a lot easier to ignore and suppress stress, right? It's been normalized. Stress is like normal business than it is to do anything about it. But you must understand that in order to complete the stress cycle, you must do something. It is not an intellectual process, right? You can't think yourself through stress. That animal or deer or whatever is not out there thinking about its strategy for survival. It is instinctually dealing with it. I feel like this is confused in a lot of ways right now, but it is really powerful to understand that wellness isn't some elite thing that comes from having everything taken care of. It comes from being in the pursuit of wellness, which is very much a state of action. And here's what I want you to think about. The completion of stress of the stress cycle is one part processing of the stress, which is essential, but we are also going for a pleasure hormone creation. So complete the stress cycle, but 
also increase the pleasure and enjoyment in your life. Not false pleasure, which looks a lot like overconsumption of food, alcohol, shopping, and screens, but real deal pleasure. This is like the antidote to our stress response. So yes, we want to be completing the stress cycle, and we also want to figure out how to increase our pleasure hormones in a healthy and productive way. Now, let's talk for a hot second about what stress actually feels like in our body, okay? Things that come up with my clients all the time are things like tension in your shoulders, back, jaw, stomach, or just like in your whole entire body, right? You know, when you're just like tensed up, a lot of people are just living into that tension all the time. Racing heart, rapid breath, this sometimes will show up as like often sighing or being like having to do these big inhales. A lot of times that's a sign that we're not actually accessing our breath. Of course, digestive symptoms like cramping and gas and bloating and constipation and loose stools and IBS and just stomach cramps and just all the things. Brain fog, Uh, Sugar and carb or salt cravings, chronic anxiety or depression, worrying and overthinking and kind of living, living in that negative thought loop, feeling maxed out, exhausted, or just that general fatigue constantly. Um, often followed by an inability to sleep or a lack of quality sleep or feeling uh, exhausted when you wake up, but then strangely energized as you should be going to bed. Having big energy crashes in the middle of your day. And then other deeper things too, like feeling disconnected from yourself, from your life, from the people you love, and from things that matter to you. Just disconnected, disassociated. These are the things that come up with clients often. And the more in tune and aware you become of stress in your body, the sooner you will be able to release it from your body. So as a practice, kind of maybe start to assess what stress feels like in your body. Get curious about how you are reacting to stressful situations And really remember that wellness is legit being in a state of action and learning how to set boundaries is the most powerful move when it comes to chronic stress activation. This is huge. And for many of the people that I work with, it's completely foreign and uncomfortable and awkward. But there is a recipe that we go through that makes it so much easier. All right, let's talk about, I'm going to give you the top five ways to complete stress. These are not all of them. They're just five things that will help. And the first one is movement. The most powerful way to release stress from your body is exercise. Exercise also 
activates dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, and endorphins, which are your feel-good hormones. So you get a natural counterbalance to the stress impact here, okay? The baseline is at least 30 minutes of some form of gentle to moderate movement, walking, dancing, yoga, gardening, whatever. It can also be extremely beneficial to add in other more like jazzy physical activities like weight training, kickboxing, HIIT workouts, whatever. Just imagine like moving your body like you're a gazelle, all right? (laughs) Physical activity is the most effective way to complete the stress cycle, but you need to pay attention, all right? Sometimes the HIIT workouts might be adding in more stress that your body can't handle at the moment. This is especially true for those of us who use exercise as our main source of stress management or, you know, processing our shit and also happen to have a lot of stress in our lives, right? So pay attention to how your body reacts and how your energy is after your 10K run or 60-minute workout class or whatever. Pay attention. Do you feel energized and pumped up or do you feel depleted and exhausted by it? If you feel energized and pumped up, that's a great sign. If you do feel depleted and exhausted, it's a good sign that it would be more beneficial to do a little bit more restorative movement, walking, getting out into the forest, doing yoga, qigong, tai chi, whatever gets you excited. This is so important. A lot of people come and work with me and we actually have to dial back their movement plan because it is adding more stress to their body. And listen, the impact of that is an inability to lose weight. Our hormones are all over the place. We're moody. We're having a harder time sleeping. All of these things, okay? So pay attention and act accordingly. Completing the stress cycle can be anything from bouncing on a trampoline, somatic shaking, running, swimming, whatever, living room dance parties. It can be any form of movement. And if you don't have time for 30 minutes, don't let that be a barrier. Don't let it stop you from taking three minutes to smash out a dance party with your two-year-old, right? Like, it's not always going to work out perfect. But if you can spend three minutes through here and there throughout your day, your body is going to thank you, right? Take it where you can get it and make it a priority. Number two, breathing. Deep, slow breaths. I actually have been loving um, Andrew Huberman's breath practice, which is that long inhale followed by an extra short inhale that really packs in air into your lungs, right? It's like, so your lungs are full capacity. Even you breathe in all the way in so that you think your lungs are full and then you smash in a little bit more, followed by a long, slow exhale. So juicy and delicious. Listen, do three to five of those and you will be a changed person. (laughs) I guarantee it. 
Breathwork is the most effective when your stress isn't at peak level or when you need to let the steam out, but you don't have time or it's inappropriate to like go sweat it out, right? I do have other breathworks that I absolutely love, even things like breathing in for the count of four and thinking I am and breathing out for the count of four or seven or eight or whatever and think safe or at peace or loved. You don't need to get hung up on the counting here. It's just a big inhale and a slow exhale. I am... At peace. There's a lot of information also that supports that audible exhale. So if you're by yourself or you have the capacity, even just try that an audible exhale. <sighs> There's something about the vibrations that happen that just signal to your brain like shit's okay yo settle down (laughs) that's science okay number three positive connections social connections help us blow off steam and create safety this can be legit with your bestie but also your barista just saying a hello or giving someone a compliment can kind of reassure our brain that the world is safe, that we are okay, right? You'd never hold the door open for someone or have a quick chat about the weather if things were truly falling apart. That's the message your brain gets when you kind of pause to connect with people, but it also can be with your best friends. And Which leads me to number four, laughter. Friends, shows, books, forced, even forced laughter. It doesn't really matter. Just laugh. Let yourself laugh. I honestly dare you to force laugh by yourself at some point. It is the weirdest experience. But listen, it is so weird. You will actually start laughing for real. (laughs) Give it a go. I promise you'll be shocked and you will actually end up laughing. And that's a magical experience in its totally all of its weirdness. But remember, your brain won't know the difference between laughing with friends and laughing on your own, right? It will release your feel-good hormones regardless. So laugh it up, chuckles. (laughs) So weird, but awesome. I totally have practiced this one. It works. It is so weird. Laughing by yourself. Forced laughter. Give it a go. And number five, and this is the last one I'm going to share today. I do have a whole document on this and I am currently building a freebie for y'all. So be on the lookout for that. But number five is pleasure. Sex, masturbation, snuggles, massage, hugs, kisses, and even some specific acupuncture. But also... What makes you truly happy or experience pleasure? Not false pleasure, all right? Don't come at me with your Doritos or your ice cream. No, real deal pleasure. Usually something that you probably or many people haven't done since they were like 10 years old. We gotta remember that stuff. (laughs) Do more of that. 
It's not uncommon that my clients don't actually know what brings them joy. I get it. I've been there. I know exactly that feeling. They don't know what is pleasurable anymore, especially things that have net gain versus things that have negative impact, right? Most of us are relying on food, drinks, shoes, drugs, shopping, whatever, to access those pleasure hormones, which when relied on too heavily will absolutely have a negative impact on our physical, mental, and emotional health. So we need to come up with other more positive things that will increase our pleasure hormones on a consistent basis, right? What in your life brings you real deal pleasure, joy? What makes you feel vibrant and zesty and alive? Okay, if you don't know, you got work to do. All right, that's all for today, my sweet love. But thank you so much for being here. And if you want to learn more about working with me, you can find all the information in the show notes. You can find me on social media, uh, mostly on Instagram, at uh, Gwen Johnson Official. Or you can check out my website, gwenjohnson.ca, and find everything there. In my Radical Health Reboot, we go deep into this. We cover all of the main things that bring us health and well-being in our life, from nutrition to stress management, sleep optimization, movement, dialing in and creating positive relationships, including the one you have with yourself, as well as creating some consistent habits around doing things just for fun. All right. If you want to learn more or you want to feel better, let's book a free consult and talk about it.